It's the Everything 80s Podcast with Franco in the morning. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Big Paul Castellano's life last night may very well have been a payoff for getting into such trouble with the feds. I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Everything 80s podcast. I am Franco in the morning from 100.9 K-Hits FM, and it's powered by Prime 82 Restaurant. Be sure to follow us on the socials, our website, first of all, BigHitsBigFun.com, Facebook, uh, InstaFace, and, of course, don't forget to follow me on TikTok, at Franco in the morning for the history of music. And I want to give a shout-out to everyone on TikTok who's now listening uh, to the Everything 80s podcast. My cohort is Mr. Sean Morton. Hi, Sean, and welcome. Hi, how are you? Uh, I feel fantastic today. Yeah, you're you're on a roll, right? You're losing weight. You're working out. That's feel good, good man. Good, feel good, good. good. I'm glad you're feeling I'm talking good. to my my 47th best friend in the world. Uh-huh. There's nothing else I can answer. <laughs> I appreciate that. I moved up a notch. Yeah. Or was no, it you down? Actually went, you, you went down nine, but go ahead. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Uh, so I thought today uh, we would talk about TV theme songs from the 80s. This is your wheelhouse. Yes, you, you because had as be, a... You had, to be in oh. front, uh, you had to be in front of the TV the entire childhood. You weren't outside well, moving. That's yeah, right. exactly. As a as a fat little child. Yeah, I was going um, to say. I was, yeah. After yeah, seeing I, pictures I, of you, obviously you were sitting in front of the TV. Uh, listen, we don't... This isn't a therapy session, okay. just so you know. All right. Um, yeah, but there was definitely a, it was definitely a lot of television watching in my lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, and especially in the '80s. Considering, you know, uh, anywhere from four to thirteen years old, depending on what year in the '80s you're talking about. I think the '80s possibly well, the '70s had a couple of really good theme songs, but I think the '80s is just loaded. It's probably the best decade. Yeah, and the, the thing too is some of the best theme songs actually started in the '70s. And the shows were so successful, they went into the 80s. So does that count as well? That's the well, question. Well, that would be WKRP in Cincinnati, right? You could say that. You could say that as well. That's a great theme song. Well, that was another uh, one I think, song. I think one of the better ones, but, you know, show debuted in 74, but it lasted till 84, was Happy Days. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy Days is one of the most <clears throat> iconic theme songs ever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of them. Uh, and then if you branch off from Happy Days, you have all these beautiful spinoffs from that show as well. Uh, Laverne and Shirley? Was it Laverne, Laverne and Shirley Shirley. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Laverne and Shirley was another huge uh, theme song from that time period. If you're going to go uh, strictly 80s, though, yeah, we'll I, I'd say the first one that comes to mind, and I think we... You know, I'm going to hit the nail on the head with this one with you, is The Greatest American Hero. <laughs> oh, God, that when it gets in your head, it's in your head. Yes, that's an ear, that's an, what I call an earworm. Yeah. When it just burrows into your brain, that's the song you're singing for a good three hours until right. you have a jerk like me who'll go up to you and say, what's the matter? And they go, oh, I'm singing The Greatest American Hero theme song, can't come out of my head. And I start going... Puff the magic dragon. <laughs> and I screw up their whole day for the rest of the right, day, too. Right. What about uh, remember when George had that on his answering machine? <laughs> oh, Believe yeah. it or not, George isn't at home. <laughs> 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 Leave a message that, at the beep. <laughs> I think the, uh, I don't think it's an 80s uh, number one theme song. I think it might be the, the best theme song of all time comes out of the 80s as well. And I think it's the theme to Cheers. 
Yeah, that you know, it's so funny because I had a friend of mine who loves chairs. And I remember back when it was popular trying to find a copy of the theme song. We couldn't find it anywhere. Imagine how easy it is now. But, you know, back yeah. then we didn't have the access to it. And I finally found it for her. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if that's number one, but it's up there. Uh, it's it's up there. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right, though. You can never get these kind of things in the actual 80s or 90s because the Internet wasn't around at that yeah, point. Yeah. They used to have those uh, television's greatest hits now, CDs. Let me ask you this. What if it's not an original song that is the theme? Does it count? Because I'm going to give you one that was a huge hit. 100% accounts. Okay. Andrew Gold, thank you for being a friend. Golden, well, why Golden don't you, Girl. Why don't you stop interrupting me and let me finish my list? Oh, I thought this was like Playful Banter. It's your show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I spent a good four minutes researching this episode today. <laughs> right, I'm going to drink my Diet Coke. Go ahead. <laughs> no, actually, my next one was that. I think that that's, a, uh, that's not like the best theme song, but I think it's it's one of the most can, iconic theme Can I songs. tell you one that I really like? Sure. Can I speak? <laughs> Your name is on the show, buddy. I love the Family Ties theme. Oh, it's a great oh one. It's my a God. sweet song. Oh, it's my God. Song. It just reminds me. Uh, but I was never together for 100 years with any one woman. But if you add them all up, it could but be. The, the, it's very close. But you, yeah. th you think back to this theme song. Once you hear the theme song, you always think about the intro to that TV show. Yeah. Which was very sweet. It was like all the kids and they're showing the pictures and the photo albums and the parents are hugging and they're all hanging out in the kitchen. And you, you always remember that. That's how I associate the Family Ties theme song. Mm -hmm. Always sticks to my brain that way. You also had uh, Give Me a Break was a great uh, theme song, too. I don't know How if you did that, that go? Show. I don't remember that. Good. It was Nell Carter actually singing the song. It was a very upbeat, The Facts of Life. You have The Facts of Life as well. Oh, that that's, was that's, like, okay. All right, different getting, theme. I'm different getting them mixed up. Yeah. Well, it's understandable. I mean, you had a life in well, the 80s. You were, you no, were married. No. You had kids. The you 80s. weren't watching television. The, the, I, well, the thing is, I went to a party in 1983 and came home 20 after March. So there's a lot of things I don't remember from the 80s. And we'll leave it there. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. There's also um, another another spinoff of Happy Days that we forgot about was Charles in Charge. I don't think it's really... That, no, you mean um, Chachi and Joni. Well, Charles it's Chachi and Joni, but that Charles was horrible. Charles in Charge wasn't a spin. Was that a spinoff? It was a happy spinoff. It was a spinoff of something, and I can't remember exactly what it was. No, it wasn't. I thought it was. I thought it was from really? Happy Days. Oh Maybe my I'm God. just wrong. Don't forget too. You also had um, the '80s was also really, really big on the instrumental theme song. Well, let's go Magnum PI, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah. Got Magnum PI. I think. Uh, Miami Vice was a top was a top five hit, I believe. That was a huge hit. Now you know what's funny about that is um, was, that was already was that was that made for Miami Vice? You think, or was it already? Uh, out? I believe it was made for Miami Vice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's another one. Uh, yeah, Night Court, which I think is one of the most grossly underrated shows that was ever put on the. 80s. I never if you got look in, back. I don't. I never got into it. Never got. Yeah, into dude, it. no. it's it's one of those comedies that uh, nope. flew under the radar, and they just redid it again. Yeah, on, on, I'm just not interested in it. Ugh, I, I can't watch it. I, I just can't watch it. Uh, one of my favorite songs, uh, theme and shows actually from the '80s was from Who's the Boss. Okay. Do you remember that song? I don't remember the song. How'd it go? Brand new life. 
It's all about having Tony moving out of uh, moving out of Brooklyn with little Samantha Michelli. Yeah. And you see the, you see the old busted up van driving over the Triborough Bridge and it's right. going into Connecticut. Yeah. And I don't remember yeah. the song. It's, it's very strange how my, how life changes because you know back in that time I was madly in love with Alyssa Milano. And if you gave me her or Judith Light right now, I'd take Judith Light. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 227, which is another great show. I don't know if you remember I that one even, as well. Yeah, nope, don't know it. Really? Jack A. Harry was the big breakout star of that. I uh, had Marla Gibbs. Was uh, you know, It was kind of her first thing after the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called There Ain't No Place Like Home. And Marla Gibbs actually sang the song, too. Okay, I don't remember it at all. I'm telling you. Wow, what is uh, Moonlighting. You had to have watched that show. I did watch Moonlighting. Moonlighting was great. Again, another song that was written actually written by Al Jarreau, which I'm not sure if you. And were that's aware around of. the time Bruce uh, Bruce Willis did a remake of Respect. Remember that? That was awful. Oh, oh God, was that horrible? <laughs> that was disgusting. Bruno sings the blues. Was that what it was called? Like, yeah, he had uh, an album. Oh God, uh, one of the simplest, stupid, and stupidest theme songs, but it's also an amazing one. Is the Gary Shandling Show? I love that. I love that. It's so dumb, but yeah. you sing along with it every single time. Too. He was, wasn't he fantastic? Oh, my God. Oh, he was amazing. And oh. I, I, he's another one that I found later on in life to really find out, like, how brilliant yeah. this guy was. Well, you're young, and, you know, so you wouldn't remember. Yeah, no, but I watched a lot of comedy growing up, too. I mean, tons and tons and tons of comedy. God, I that show it. was it's, way ahead of its time. Oh, big time. You know, you got to remember at the time period that I'm watching comedy is when like MTV's half hour comedy hour was gigantic, you know, and that was on. Then you had the uh, Showtime at the Apollo was a big one. And then yeah, who were some Caroline's, of the who were some of the comics on the uh, MTV that broke out that you know breakout comics? Chris Rock. Yeah. Chris Rock was the biggest. Yeah, he had the, the infamous bit. You know, when he goes, "How much for one McNugget?" Like yeah. he only has you know he has the one guy who's always trying to uh, you know. Not spend any money when he goes out to eat. You know, when uh, you just did that, it reminded me of how bad uh, Steve Carell as Michael Scott. His invitation was of Chris Rock. Did you ever see that episode of The Office? Oh God, yeah, I've seen every episode. <laughs> Why every time? <laughs> <laughs> see, that's one thing that me and you are a lot alike. In one, in one way, I was very late to The Office. I only started watching The Office probably two oh, years ago. But I've watched every episode probably seven times. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it's so rewatchable. And I think I told you my story of how long it took me to get that. It was like 19 years it took me to get that. Oh, long. yeah. Yeah, me 19. too. I had friends, friends who were diehard fans forever, yeah. and I, I avoided it like the plague. Did I tell uh, you that when, uh, you know, Brad Axelrod from the Treehouse? He, your uh, friend, yes. Yeah, he had, uh, it, it, this is how long ago this was. It was a Howard Johnson's in Mystic, okay? Oh, and wow. uh, he had a treehouse comedy club in there. He had little satellite clubs all over the state, as you know. Uh-huh. And he calls me up. I'm doing a morning show. This is back when I was Franco and I had listeners. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I was at another radio top 40 station. He goes, look, I have this guy, Chris Rock. Uh, you know, do you want to interview him? I'm going to have him. Because we used to have the treehouse comics, all right? And Chris mm-hmm. Rock would come and do the treehouse. And um, he did it a few times. And then he he got on SNL. I never saw him again. <laughs> so why would I? <laughs> did I ever tell you my Chris Rock story? 
Uh, probably not. He is my, my favorite comic of all time. Always oh, he will be. is. Wow. I didn't know that. Yes. Always will be my favorite comic. And uh, so my friend was opening for him and playing the Borgata while I'm playing the Borgata as well. I'm doing the room downstairs. He's doing the event center. And I say to my friend, look, I don't care what you got to do, man. I got to meet him. He's my favorite comic of all time. No problem. I'll set it up, go up to meet him. And he says, what time's your show? And I said, uh, eight o'clock. I'm going to come down. Oh, oh Okay. So like here I am, I'm in front of like 1,200 people and Chris Rock is on the side of the stage and I lean, I look over and he's watching my set. So I get my 20 minutes done, I go backstage. Oh I my God. I go, well, what? how was it? And just looked me dead in the eye and goes, it didn't suck. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and that was my whole interaction with Chris Rock. And you know what? I'm fine if I never meet him again. It didn't suck. That doesn't really tell you too much other than it didn't suck. Well... I would rather him say that than say, "Why did I waste my time?" Yeah, right, you know right, right. That you were you so. nervous when you looked over and saw him watching you, though? Uh, terrified. You know, because terrified. Joan Jett tells oh. a story. Joan Jett tells a story where she was performing, right? Uh, and yeah. there, and the, and the rock stars were like, "Well, who's this woman? That who's the girl who plays guitar?" You know, it's because it was unheard of, really. You know, uh, it wasn't a lot. You know, than like Susie Quattro, probably. Uh, but so. So she looks up, and David Bowie and Freddie Mercury are sitting in the front row. Oh, wow. you imagine that? Yeah, it's a little nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah we're digressing. We're digressing. Okay. But my favorite, okay. my favorite comic, other than you, is Norm MacDonald. Yeah, he's he's very um, he's great. He's a great comic, but he's, I love them. He's more of an observational, funny person, I believe. Yeah, you know oh what I yeah, mean? Like he's just yeah. a brilliant person. And but he was never compromised. No, never, never, never compromise. That's what I liked about him. Dilbert Godfrey <laughs> was kind of the same way too. He did, just did not care <laughs> I like about who he annoyed. Norm was on Dennis Miller once. He goes, "Everyone's telling me, you know who died? The alligator hunter. <laughs> he's, he was only forty three, and he's like, ah, forty three seems like a ripe old age for an alligator hunter." <laughs> <laughs> it's just things that you think in your brain that you're never going to say out loud was what Norm would actually exactly. do. Exactly. And whatever they told him to do, he would do the exact opposite. So, Oh, um, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a great story about Gilbert. I can't say the words on this podcast. Oh, Gilbert Godfrey? PG oh, my friendly. God. Yeah. Uh, he had to work clean, and he was uh, informed that... Uh, there is this is an all women's event and they don't want cursing and they yeah. he can't especially say certain words. Right, and he came right and out. And he first thing he says was, "How are you, certain words doing tonight?" Yeah, and uh, <laughs> oof. yeah. Oh man, I, oh, I don't man. have I don't have that I don't have that level of uh, fearlessness. Yet. He used to come on my morning show too. He never disappeared. You know, he ne- <laughs> we, had, we had him every time he came. All right, so we digress a little bit. Let's wrap up with a couple more good ones. Yes, uh, couple you great got? You ones. Got a couple great ones, right? There's really good ones. Uh, Full House, 1987, mm-hmm. uh, great show. Uh, everywhere everywhere you, look, you look, everywhere you go, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one of my favorites, but another instrumental is Roseanne. Roseanne's probably my favorite TV show from the 80s. Okay, boy, she got uh, screwed, man. Did she get screwed, huh? Hugely, hugely. But she's making a huge comeback again. She'll be back bigger than ever as I usual. I hope so. so. I hope so. Uh, I think the last two I'm going to go with are Family Matters. Which was a great show. Introduced the world to Steve Urkel. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, they actually had uh, Louis Armstrong's "What a Wonderful World" as the theme song for like the first five or six episodes, and then really? they changed to uh, the original song as "Days Go By." And then I think uh, personally, one of my favorite songs. This was every 
13-year-old boy's favorite TV show at this time. And anybody who says that it's not, they're lying to you. Uh, Saved by the Bell. Saved by by the Bell. Because you had three smoking hot girls on that show. And even for the girls, you had two great-looking guys. And then for the nerds, you had Screech. Right. (laughs) I had him on my show. (laughs) Yeah, he was a weird dude. Yeah, he was was a a good dude, dude, though. He started doing doing stand-up towards the end. Oh, yeah. He was very big. He he was at the treehouse, yeah. Yeah, he was very hit or miss, very hit or miss. But uh, strange guy, but otherwise uh, a big part of the '80s, uh, you know, the '80s generation. When you say Screech, you know exactly what you're talking Absolutely, about. Absolutely, yeah, uh, yeah. So this is a good list. Thank you, Sean. Thank uh, you. Good to have you. And by the way, Zach Morris called. He wants his phone back. <laughs> that was a great episode. <laughs> you had one of those phones too, didn't you? I did. You know what's funny? I did my, too. My son Frankie was making fun of me the other day because I had one in a briefcase. We thought we were so cool. You know, the, <laughs> the radio station, you know, we go to the mall for our remote, you know, for the yep. MDA weekend remote that we would do. And I'd put my briefcase on the table and make, you know, look around, make sure people were watching me and open my oh, briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I used to remember having the, the phones that back in the day you would buy them and they had the prepaid minutes. Yes. So I would be, I would be on my phone looking at the minute hanging up on the phone call when it hit 58 seconds so it wouldn't get paid for what i get charged for the whole minute I, I think i know as a matter of fact the first cell phone i saw was in a tv show called canon the detective okay. canon yeah he had a phone in his car and i was like oh my god he's a phone in his car you remember the analog phone though when you had the you know the microphone in the visor it was pretty cool mm-hmm. pretty i cool. remember all that Good episode, buddy. Good episode. Good to have you, Sean. Hang on the line. i got to talk about one thing. Uh, sure. Thank you, everybody. Uh, be sure to visit Prime 82 Restaurant. They power the podcast. And have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Yes, yeah, fur dads, too. Mm-hmm.